Hey guys, this is James. And Greg. We're the co-hosts of the Sports Dance Podcast, a weekly podcast recapping all the news, sports, daily fantasy, and anything else you can want to know in the sports world. If you like blazing hot sports takes, you like a little bit of humor, maybe a little bit of murder. No, just kidding. All sports. But follow us, uh, Greg. On Twitter at SportsStands underscore. You can follow James at SportsStandsJ. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, we got it all. At Boom. the SportsStands. And, you know, just check us out. You're going to love what we bring to the table. Every single week, hot takes, nothing less. The Sports the Dance. Sports Dance. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Sports Dance Podcast. Yes, that is right, the hiatus is over. Ugh, real life has gotten in the way the past few weeks. Haven't been able to get on an episode. Last time I did was right when the NBA playoffs were starting, and now we've made it all the way to the finals. I'm your host, Greg Cowan. Uh, it's going to be me again, riding solo. Hopefully James will get back into the fold pretty soon. i got to message him and you know figure out a schedule that might work again. But, you know, it's uh, life's just been busy, man. Everybody's been busy. He's busy with work. I've been busy with doing things, work, uh, house hunting. Uh, I feel like I could be on that show now on HGTV. Be fun. Um, for most of you who didn't see, probably, I did a stand-up comedy routine for the first time in an actual comedy club. So that was pretty fun. So, yeah, life's been kind of busy. Haven't had time to really sit down, record. Uh, today's episode is only going to be about 20 minutes long. But I need to get something out for the NBA Finals because, let's be honest, not much else has happened in sports. You have the Stanley Cup going on right now. But if you thought it was going to be competitive, you were wrong. And hopefully the NBA Finals is the exact opposite of what we've seen so far, where Pittsburgh is up two games to none over Nashville. Nashville had that nice Cinderella run to the Finals, but it looks like it's coming to a crashing halt. Uh, the most positive thing they have going for them is Carrie Underwood is one of their biggest fans because her husband plays for the team. So that's our hockey talk. Uh, Pittsburgh is probably going to win. They're up two zip. So it's looking pretty good for them. Anyway, we're here to talk about the NBA Finals. We're not here to talk about the Kentucky Derby and how we won't have another winner in that and the prankness was a joke and all of that stuff. No, we're here to talk about NBA Finals. Round three, Cavs-Warriors. Who's going to come out of the best two out of three? Well, I'll tell you my pick at the end, but for now, let's break everything down. The playoffs in general. Interesting concept. Uh, You know, it's weird that they actually played rounds considering how dominant the Warriors and Cavs were. Probably could have skipped about a month and a half because everybody's basically been asleep for that long watching these NBA playoffs. It's been blowouts. Hasn't been close. Series haven't been competitive. I mean... Blake Griffin getting hurt kind of turned everything up on its head with the Clippers side of things because, let's be honest, Griffin was healthy. That uh, Clippers-Warriors series could have been interesting, assuming that the Clippers did beat the Jazz. Instead, we got another boring series where four games in, four games out. And then on the other side, you have the Rockets-Spurs. Could have been a really great series. I thought the Rockets were going to pull it out. And no, they got obliterated. And then we know what happened in the West Conference Finals. Kawhi, the ankle injury. Was it dirty? Was it not? Hard to say. I'm going to go with it wasn't. Let that sink in. Wasn't a dirty play by Zaza. Iffy? Definitely. Dirty? 
Mm, probably not. I've definitely seen him do things deliberately. That was not one of them. But that series completely changed when that happened. So another simple series. Four games in, four games out. And same thing basically happened on the East. I mean, I thought the Wizards were actually going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think if they did, they may have pushed to six games. Instead, they pushed the Celtics to seven. Celtics make it to the Conference Finals. Good for them as the number one seed. IT goes down. Actually works out for the Celtics. They at least get one game. Makes you wonder how important IT is to that team. Number one pick. Be interesting to see what the Celtics do. Maybe move some pieces, move some stars. Uh, Not really rebuild, but just kind of get a few extra pieces. Maybe get rid of one piece to bring in a few other key pieces that make it all work better. And But, you know, in the end, nothing nothing is shocking. We knew it was going to be the Cavs. We knew it was going to be Warriors. These two teams are just completely above and beyond the other teams in the league. And it's not even close. I mean... Maybe if Kawhi was there, you got six games out of that series. Maybe. But you didn't. And that's the way it is. And it's it's a shame to an extent because you had eight, seven, eight days without any basketball. Kind of lose that momentum. It kind of is picking back up now because game one's tonight. Thursday, if you're listening to this on Friday. Game one was last night. Hopefully it went well for the team I'm going to go with. But just in general, you know, NBA kind of lost some steam. It's not the same as the NFL where you have all nonstop 24-7. People care about football so much, and it has so many different things, stories going on. We've heard all the stories. It's the third time these teams are matching up. The only new story is KD is a part of it. Only new story. And that horn was not at me if you heard that car horn. I was outside because my neighbors are all just, you know, really patient people. So... Let's get into it. Let's look at, I'm going to have to tell you what experts picked, uh, answer some questions that I thought of, uh, you know, who can do this, what's going to happen with that. Uh, plain and simple, for the most part, my playoff predictions were pretty spot on. The only thing I didn't have was Wizards and Spurs in the conference finals. I know that seems kind of big, but for the most part, I only missed like three picks. Not terrible. I had the Warriors, Cavs meeting up. That's really all that matters. If you get that right, everybody forgets about the rest. Let's see what the experts over at ESPN, though, are coming out with for their predictions. Out of 28 NBA experts, behold, four of them, four out of 28, pick the Cavs. That's that's not very high. Not high at all. That means 24 pick the Warriors. And the more surprising thing, eight of them pick the Warriors in five games. They're giving Cleveland no chance, none, zero. They do not think LeBron has the ability to overcome the weapons on Golden State. Maybe he doesn't, but five games, come on. You should want as experts and people and basketball fans just just to see a series go at least six or seven games. Make the playoffs exciting. I mean, the only series that was exciting was the Celtics and Wizards, and that's sad. Like, nobody wants that. But that's how it is. People are people are believing in the Warriors this year. KD is making them believers. And speaking of KD, news came out today that, you know, he's going to be a free agent. He can opt out of his contract. He probably will. He gets more money. Apparently, he's going to take less money. And people are praising him. Oh, KD's taking less money. Keep the guys. Keep the core. He knows what's important. He knows the meaning 
of being a good teammate. Shut up. Katie's not being a good teammate. He's taking less money. Do you know how much less money he's taking? He can make up to $35 million. He's going to be taking $31 million. It's not like he's going from 35 to 25 or 35 to 20. He's not taking that much of a pay cut. He gets endorsements. He gets money elsewhere. He's not one of these guys that's strapped for cash. Don't make him to be out some sort of savior. This is like what Tom Brady does. I get it. Brady does take a significant amount of cuts for a quarterback, especially a quarterback at his level, his eliteness, how many Super Bowls he has, what he's meant to that franchise. But then you look at it, his wife is basically a billionaire. So it's not like he's strapped for cash. I mean, granted, most of these guys, if you're making five to ten million a year, you shouldn't be strapped for cash. But Katie especially is not. So the fact that he's going to take four million less so they can pay Steph the most money, then keep Iguodala and Livingston, who are also aging, good for him. I mean, if that's what he needs to feel good about himself and get a pat on his back, there you go, Katie. Good for you taking four million less. And over five years, you know, you're only taking twenty million less, but you're still making. About like what, 150? If I did that math quickly in my head, yeah. Like a little over 150 million, so I feel really, really bad for you. Super bad sitting here in my apartment. So, yeah. That was the story today, Katie. Nobody cares. But, so getting into the series, game one, as I said, is tonight. A lot of things matter in this one. You know, could it decide? You know, depending on how they come out, Cavs make an impact. Keep strong. If they take game one, it makes all the difference. Apparently so much of a difference that Max Kellerman of First Take had this to say. The Warriors are at a disadvantage because if you lose home court, if you're at home and you lose either one of those two games to the Cavs and you give them back home court, not just psychologically is that bad, but you still have, like, you can still defend your home court. The old saying, it's not a series till the home team loses a game. Well, damn it. <laughs> you know, if Golden State loses the first game, it's a series, and they're the favorites, and all of a sudden that goes away. Wow, yeah. Who knew? Who knew taking home court advantage away could really mentally, you know, get under a team's skin like the Warriors? I mean, it's not like they have any mental cases on their team. Really good insight, Max. I mean, I don't know how you do it, but you did it. It's impressive. Coming up with the idea of, Game one's important for the home team. The home team needs to win game one. They need to win both games at home to keep home court advantage and not have that whole issue given away. That's, that's, um, I've never heard that before. And note the sarcasm in my voice. But, I mean, it's true. You don't want to lose game one if you're the home team. But I think the Cavs need to come out and hit hard against the Warriors and be physical and really push to take this game. I know it sounds cliche, like, oh, the team needs to try to win a game that is super important. But honestly, this game one is probably the most important in the series, at least. You know, you have game one, game four, five, usually, as long as it makes there, are the key games, obviously, if it goes seven. But game one really sets the tone, sets the mood. If you can get the home team, the Warriors in this case, on their heels early, that will help you. I mean, like I said, eight critics think it's going to be five games or less for the Warriors to take this. I mean, 
They're picking against LeBron James, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, basketball player of all time. That's a conversation for a different day. We will get there at some point. Different day. I need other opinion opinions here for that one. But let's look at these two teams. And I will give you my pick at the end of it, but let's just go over a few stuff. You know, first you have the weird stats like LeBron only wins when Alabama football wins the national championship. Every time LeBron has won, Alabama has won the national championship in January. Every time LeBron loses in the finals, Alabama loses in the national championship or that state step right before like the semifinals. Kind of a weird connection, but it's a connection that people like to make. And so Bama lost to Clemson. Automatically, does that mean LeBron's going to lose the finals? I guess time will tell. Let's see if he can break that odd, odd streak. Then you also have just like the plain talk of, can the Cavs compete against the Warriors? Simple answer, yes. Yes, they can. They've already beaten them once this year. They saw it. Kyrie hit another game-winning shot. So you have that confidence to build off of. Cleveland's playing well, and three-point shooting-wise, they are able to compete with Golden State. They have a better three-point stats in both the regular and postseason. They're making one to two uh, three-pointers more on average per game than the Warriors are, and that makes a difference. That's a three- to six-point swing. That decides a game right there. And they're shooting at a higher percentage. They're in the mid-40s, like 44, 43, where the Warriors are around 40, 39%. That makes a difference, everybody. That's extra rebounds. That's extra possessions being taken away. So think about it that way. It's a, If it turns into a three-point shootout, I actually might give the Cavs the edge because they got a lot of sharp shooters, especially with J.R. Smith if he gets out, if LeBron can knock him down, and then you have Corver, who's an assassin. The bigger question is going to be guarding. Can Kyrie guard Steph? He did a decent job in the finals last year. He needs to step it up again this year. J.R. Smith, I think, can guard Clay Thompson and kind of, you know, at least keep him to an extent at bay. The big matchups are going to be Kevin Love versus Draymond. Luckily, Draymond's not that much of an offensive juggernaut. He can be at times, but I think Love can handle him. It's going to be more so Draymond shutting down Love, who's been playing really well, probably the best ball as he has on the Cavs. I mean, he's knocking down threes, he's spreading the floor, he's getting those rebounds. Can he keep it up against Draymond? Can Draymond hold him? It's going to be a key thing, uh, it's something to watch. Steph, can he control Kyrie? I mean, Kyrie's got the bet, one of the best, if not the best handles in the game. I mean, JaVel McGee is probably going to be the center since, or Zaza versus Tristan Thompson, that's a toss-up. Offensive uh, rebounding, give it to Tristan. Offense, we'll give it to whoever the Warriors put out there. But in general, it's a toss-up. The real matchup is going to be KD versus LeBron. We all know why. It's the two superstars. It's KD coming, trying to get that ring, joining up with the super team already. All that mumbo-jumbo of just what he said in the past, what he's done now, how he's treating everything now. Everything's brand new and exciting. And, oh, wow, it's like he's never been here before, even though he has. And, oh, he just loves the Warriors and the team. And, oh, shut up, KD. But can LeBron at 32, all those minutes on him, keep up with KD? Can KD finally shut down LeBron on defense? I mean, 
in years past, LeBron has dominated KD up and down the floor all the time. If KD can slow him down, maybe, you know, do what Boston did to LeBron in game game four, I believe it was, where he had that awful, awful game, or game three, I forget which one it was. If he can, you know, control it and maybe make LeBron look like a fool, then Warriors win no problem. But if LeBron can take down KD, hold him to 20-point area, you know, don't let him explode one night, and if he can offensively just dominate KD, get him in foul trouble, get him out of the game, make the Warriors work without him on the court, maybe get Draymond in some, you know, foul trouble, mental, you know, talk. It could really swing the favorite in the for the Cavs. It's going to be interesting. Uh, my X factors for the series is going to be Klay Thompson and J.R. Smith. That is the matchup I'm looking at. Because if either of them can catch on fire, they can really can change the complexion of the game. We've seen Clay drop 20, 30 points in a quarter. We've seen J.R. Smith go like 9 of 12 from three-point land. Those are guys and things that aren't happening every night. They're not the guys that are getting dependent on every single night. So if they can come up big just one game, that changes everything. be really fun if it happened in the same game. What else? Uh, what else? What else? What else can I talk about? We're not going to get into LeBron Jordan because why? That'll, that's a whole episode in itself if you want it to be. And then one of the more interesting things hasn't been talked about as much is the absence of Steve Kerr on the sideline that big of a factor? Think about it. He hasn't been there basically the entire playoffs. Warriors have steamrolled through. Perfect 12-0 going into tonight. Does it really matter that he's not there? Yes, he's been there pre-games. He's been in the locker room at halftime, but he's not on the bench. We saw last year when he wasn't there, Luke Walton had no issues stepping in and being the coach. So where there is reason to believe Kerr is a great coach, nobody's saying he's not. But how important is a coach in the NBA when you have that good of a team? Rotationally, you're not changing much. You know Mike Brown knows how to run a team. He's run the Cavs. He's taken the Cavs to a finals. So it's interesting to hear the different talk or not talk about it. Yes, Kerr is important for being on the bench, more so for just strategy-wise in-game things because he can't be out there and making changes that he sees fit. Should they go small? Should they go big? Who should match up with who? That's the only difference. I don't think it matters that much. I mean, I hope Kerr feels better enough. Maybe he gets out for a game, few games. There's rumors that he could. It'd be great if he could. I don't see it happening. I think for his own health and, you know, getting better, he needs to stay away from the court, not sitting, not doing all that, the stress of the games. Stay in the locker room. Do what you need to do. You know, your health is way more important to your family and to your players. But I think it's interesting, the lack of talk about Kerr not being on the sideline. I think it maybe there's a game, maybe there's a moment that it would matter if he was out there. Only time will tell. But it should be interesting at least to watch. And then last but not least, we're going to talk about Kevin Love. I mean, the guy has been playing super phenomenal. I didn't know what I wanted to use there. But defensively he's a huge issue 
if the Warriors get those switches and they can get him against KD, him against Steph, him against Clay, they're going to take advantage of that. Even him against JaVale McGee. McGee, as much as Shaq likes to make fun of him, can shoot and, you know, he has an offensive game. Can Kevin Love compete with that? Can Kevin Love make up for it on the offensive end? Only time will tell. I'm going to make my pick now. I'm going to give my pick. I'm going to defend it. And don't hate me. Tweet at me your picks. Uh, Let me know what you think. Uh, Hopefully in the next week or so I'll make another episode. Just a matter of how things go. Maybe getting a house in the next week. That would be awesome. So some positive vibes. So make sure you do that before I give my picks. So if you don't agree with me, you don't hate me. I'm going with my gut. My gut says Cavs. Cavs and six. I just, for some reason, think mentally the Warriors are going to collapse. They've had such an easy route to the finals. I think if they hit a little patch of rough spots, shooting, uh, you know, maybe the KD package out of the packaging finally kind of wears on them and, uh, He's not as shiny and bright anymore. Maybe that kind of gets to them. Maybe Draymond and him, Draymond and anybody have issues. If Steph can't perform up to the aspect that people expect from him, who knows what happens. I mean, there's a lot of factors on the Warriors side more than the Cavs side of things that could go wrong that completely change the series. Draymond running his mouth, getting technicals. KD not being able to deal with the pressure of the finals. Steph not being able to deal with the pressure of the finals. Uh, Kyrie, we've seen, doesn't really seem affected by it. Love has been playing better. He played decent in the finals. We know LeBron has no issues. It's his seventh straight finals, which is just super impressive. Him and Jones, because, you know, Jones is such a good player. He's really elevated this team and helped them reach those finals. But, I mean, unless we know if LeBron plays bad, Cavs don't have a chance. That's it. That's really how it goes. He can elevate that rest of that team if they're all playing crappy to the point and push them to win. But KD, if he's off, if Clay's off one night, if Draymond's off, if Steph's off, you need so much to happen for the Warriors to be off their game. But when it happens, it's not pretty. I mean, we've seen this year they lost, I think it was 15 games. So all let's talk about is this year better than last year? No, because they've already lost more, even if they win the championship. But still, there's just so many different things that small things that could go wrong with the Warriors that it's just, I feel like it's going to happen. I feel like something's going to happen. I feel like the weight from last year is still kind of on them. If it's if they lose a game or two early on, especially if they lose game one tonight, those whispers start mounting of, oh, maybe they're not that good. Maybe, you know, they're second best team, really, and LeBron is just way above all their experience and their level of playing, and maybe he's just that much better than Steph and KD, even with KD there. Combined, he's just a better overall performer and elevator for his team. I mean, if that happens, it messes with you mentally. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I feel like LeBron's going to come out with an edge. Uh, I still think he doesn't believe people thought they should win last year, which they didn't. Uh, you know, the fact that Katie went to Golden State, I think, puts an edge on him. And sadly, because of the incident that just happened at his house in L.A., which was awful, and whoever hopefully gets caught for it and punished for it, because 
Come on. It's 2017. I know there's issues, but we need to be better as a society than that. And it's just a disgrace that people still think that that's fine to do or to some extent perfectly normal in their mind. I mean, they should know what's wrong. We all know what's wrong. And I think something like that, though, gives LeBron that bit of edge, just something else to be angry about. And if he plays angry and he plays well, it's going to be hard to beat. So I'm going with Cavs, four games to two. I think they win game one tonight. If you're listening to this on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whenever, I think they played really well to win game one the other night. Uh, If they didn't win, well, oh well. We'll see how game two, three, so on goes. But still, that's my pick, guys. Uh, you know, let me know what you think, guys, gals, everybody. Tell me what you think, what your thoughts for the NBA Finals are yourself. Uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully, I'll be a little more, you know, consistent with these. So, enjoy the finals. Uh, enjoy all sports. I'll try to start talking more sports in the, you know, next few weeks once the finals are done talk about trout being out of baseball different things going on there being aaron judge uh slugging phenomenon rookie all those fun things but for now it's all about the Cavs and warriors round three the squeak wool uh, i think that's what the chipmunks called their third one and why not for the nba finals so enjoy it basketball is finally back after a little over a week off so enjoy Hopefully it's a good one. I'm hoping six games at least. And yeah, talk to you guys soon. The Sports Sports Dance.